The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Hello and many thanks for joining me for this episode of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood, I'm the Director of Climate Strategy Company Resilience Limited and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9, to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0, to the Nelson CBD on 107.2, and across the Nelson-Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net, and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz app. Well, today we're going back into the archives again, but before we do, if the broadcasting schedule is unchanged between now and what I'm actually broadcast date, it's time I wished you a happy new year because this is showing on my schedule as the first episode for 2024 for the 1st of January. So in that case, if it's not jiggled around, A Happy New Year to you all, and I wish everybody a wonderful 2024, and also one where we actually managed to see some really decisive climate action, which at the moment, when I'm recording this in the very end of November 2023, is not looking very hopeful, with the government just settling in to what most people are saying is the wrong mode. Okay, Back to what we're going to be talking about today. We're going back into the archives, the Climate Matters number 39, which came out in January 2020, so pretty well four years ago from when you're listening to this. And we, what are we including? Well, we're including an item called the Stockholm Paradigm, Climate and a Pandora's Box of Pathogens. This is a particularly prescient item because this is the year when COVID started, but you'll find out more about that in a moment. Next item is the three E's, energy, economy, and the environment. Then another one, another feedback loop we don't need, back um, the lack of clouds clouding the future. And then at last, a time frame worth thinking about, 500 years. Wait to see what that's about. So anyway, let's get into it. We'll give you links wherever we can. Um, With the archives, of course, there's always a little bit of a risk that they've gone out of date, but we'll do our best for you anyway. Okay, so uh, maybe we'll start with my little editorial bit in which I pose the question, should we really be called Homo unsapiens? Perhaps the biggest lesson from coronavirus isn't caution-eating wild food or one-meter separation. It's the ironic illustration of how flawed is the human psyche. In double-quick time, we shut down flights, quarantine ships, and buy out the world supply of face masks while we largely twiddle our thumbs on the far greater threat of the climate crisis. We still make diesel cars, expand dairy, and fly more, while reports of ice melt, cloud reduction, and even pathogen spread consistently show things worse than expected. Homo unsapiens indeed, when Homo sapiens, 
means wise man or wise human. Indeed, we give a quote there, which we'll come to in a moment, about our emotions and our institutions and our wisdom. Okay, let's get going. The Stockholm Paradigm Climate and a Pandora's Box of Pathogens. That last bit is in quotes. And I will read from it because it's very pertinent. Coronavirus currently grips world attention. This was right in the early days of it. January 2020 was when everybody was trying, desperately trying to figure how bad it was, how it spread, how they could protect themselves. Coronavirus currently grips world attention, but it's far from the only zoonotic disease. Zoonotic diseases are those that pass from animals to humans far from the only zoonotic disease that may be affected by climate, e.g. Climate 31 reported on Lyme disease. As if on cue, the book The Stockholm Paradigm, Climate Change and Emerging Disease by Daniel Brooks has just been released. The Lancet, the famous medical journal, had an intro that said it pulls no punches, Climate change has opened a Pandora's box of unknown pathogens that could have an untold impact on humanity unless we act now. More reason to drive an EV, eat plant-based, fly less, build smaller, etc. There'll be a link to the the Lancet article, and gosh, how um, prescient that was, given what's happened over the years since then, just with the effect of COVID, to say nothing of climate and so on. And here's the quote I said I'd bring you about human um, emotions, etc. And it's a quote from Dr. Nate Hagens. And Nate Hagens runs an amazing series of video podcasts um, ranging from his own PhD work through to interviews with astonishing guests such as Daniel Schmachtenberger and so on. Um, We've given you links before, but if you Google Nate Hagens, that's N-A-T-E, And then H-A-G-E-N-S, you will find several references to him. We'll try and put a link up. Anyway, here's what he said. The real problem of humanity is we have Paleolithic emotions, medieval institutions, and godlike technology. And this was before the release of AI. Okay, moving on. Another feedback loop we don't need, lack of clouds clouding the future. Seasoned environmental writer Fred Pierce, gosh, how I rate Fred Pierce. He's been doing pioneering and some very significant environmental reporting for years. For example, his book, When the Rivers Run Dry, which came out, oh, I think about 14 or 15 years ago. Fred Pierce has brought to the fore numerous separate research projects pointing to shortcomings in the modeling behind IPCC emissions targets. Warming air reduces cloud formation, and that admits more solar radiation, which makes it warmer again, a classic feedback loop. We've, given, we've got a couple of diagrams in there about the effect of a change in um, the carbon dioxide content, We've also got a link to a Yale Educational, Yale E360 um, webpage, so you'll get that. Going on to the three E's, energy, economy, and the environment. And uh, I'll start there maybe with a little uh, 
cartoon. When I was in Germany, I had the rare experience of visiting a cartoonist conference. It was happened to be on just in a village we were meeting. There was no plan to be there. They've got an outstanding cartoonists, in fact, wonderful satirists. One of the leading ones is someone called Ralph Ruter. That's spelled, we would pronounce it Ruth, but Ralph Ruter. And this is a one called Greta, and it's a fishbowl with two fish in it. One is Greta Tonberg, you can tell by her pigtails and her little woolly hat, and the other is obviously her parent. And there's water spouting out of a crack in the fishbowl. And Greta, the, the goldfish, is pointing to it and saying, there's a crack in the bowl. And her parent is saying, first, concentrate on your maths homework. In other words, <laughs> complete denial by the, uh, by the older generation. Okay, the three E's, energy, economy, and the environment. Renegade economist Dr. Tim Morgan is as strident a writer as he is a deep thinker and choose the ears of environmentalists and economists alike for being oblivious to the role of energy in the whole equation. I've just recorded Climate Matters 106 a short time ago, earlier today, in fact, and there we talk about that in a different way. We actually reference one of Tim Morgan's blogs. His blog on Greta Thunberg at Davos is worth quoting, hence the, da the Greta Thunberg cartoon. I'm quoting, There's a hugely damaging false dichotomy around the assumption that there's some kind of trade-off between the environmental and our economic best interests. Remember Davos is the... The annual Davos meeting is the meeting of the world's highly affluent business people and so on. If, quotes, Davos man, close quotes, thinks that the economy can prosper so long as we cherry-pick the profitable bits of the environmental agenda, like carbon trading and forcing everyone to buy a new car, and pour bucket loads of greenwash over the rest of it, he or she could not be more wrong. I'll try that again, because it's a lot in it, and it's very important. This is Dr. Tim Morgan, who writes a, a very serious blog called Surplus Energy Economics. He's closing in on 300 major blogs over many years. And here's what he said about Greta Thunberg speaking at Davos. He's not criticizing her. He's directing this at the people that normally attend the Davos summit. Quotes. There's a hugely damaging false dichotomy around the assumption that there's some kind of trade-off between our environmental and our economic best interests. If Davos man thinks that the economy can prosper so long as we cherry-pick the profitable bits of the environmental agenda, like carbon trading and like forcing everyone to buy a new car, and pour bucket loads of greenwash over the rest of it, he or she could not be more wrong. We'll give a link to the surplus energy economics that that comes from. Okay, moving on. At last, a time frame worth thinking about. 500 years. Being Good Ancestors, Tupunapono, is the evocative title of the draft Titoihu Intergenerational Strategy, 
which embraces the, the entire north of New Zealand's South Island. It's the remarkable work in progress of Wakatu Incorporation and integrates a real spread of issues. Being good ancestors is certainly reflected in the visionary 500-year time frame the strategy addresses. We will give you a link to that. I want to say a little bit more about that. I was involved very slightly in the process of developing it, only to the extent of attending one or two workshops and having a couple of discussions with people in, involved. It was a massive process. I think they, they had about 30,000 people participate in it across the top of the South. There were workshops, there were seminars, there were hui, there were small meetings and so on. They basically eclipsed the work of the councils of Nelson, Tasman, and Marlborough, which make up the top of the South Island. There are eight iwi involved in the iwi across um, Titauihu, and they put together this remarkable document, and the, the very name of it, Being Good Ancestors, is wonderful, but then the idea of a 500-year strategy is much better. Um, I later interviewed Miriama Stevens, who was one of the main people in running that whole process, I interviewed her ahead of the local body, body elections two years ago, and you can still Google that off the Resilience website if you want to, www.resilienz.co.nz, and I think you, if you go into the Climate Matters page, you will find a way of accessing the podcasts. Anyway, we're now time for a hotter tip for a cooler planet. Engage with reducing inequality. A key to everyone being better off, that is everyone being better off, and communities being more resilient. And try reading the last chapter or more of the amazing book called The Spirit Level by Richard Wilkinson and Kate Pickett. It's not a new book. It came out, I think, in 2008. It was groundbreaking a really remarkable, a whole lot of small chapters on comparing the relationship between income inequality and different human traits or social behaviors. Uh, really groundbreaking, was very heavily challenged by conventional orthodoxy, and it was well defended by analysis of their statistics. Have a look at that, The Spirit Level by Richard Wilkinson and Kate Pickett, Reducing Income Inequality is Fundamental at Several Levels. On that note, I'm going to thank you for your company, bid you farewell, and say I hope that I see you or have your company again next week. And of course, in the meantime, kia kaha for the climate. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM with support from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.